to Notorious Podcast episode oh. 20 something. No, we don't keep count anymore. 30, I think. Is it 30? Plus. Like 30? Yeah, it's like, definitely 29 was last, yeah. Was it? Oh, this is the 30th. So. There yeah. you go. Happy birthday, everyone. Uh, Who's going to make a speech? Nah, not me. I'm speeched out. Too many speeches this year. Yeah. A lot of thirtieths. A lot of thirtieths. Well, it's that year for me. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna look so silly if this says thirty-one, but let's yeah. just keep pushing through. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, you guys didn't talk about it last week, so even so, week late. Yeah, if it was, if it was thirty. Well, we didn't talk last week. There's no episode, so we gave ourselves a week. That off, is true. And uh, the silence was deafening, Joel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, uh, yeah, the people cried out for. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Where, where's notorious? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So to everyone that actually, because a lot of people went back and listened to a previous episode, and we we get the analytics, which is good yeah uh and yeah people pull up the old greatest hits yeah yeah so uh, i'm assuming they get home from work on a monday night no when does it come out probably well, tuesday well, morning. late late monday yeah. night late monday our, yeah. our most popular listen time is drive time to work tuesday morning oh the drive the drive yeah. so that's you, hop, get on it. you hop in the car you get on the m1 whatever wherever you are that's right and uh you gotta pop notorious in none your episode where do you go you gotta go back to the archives living the dream go through some faves i'd go back to 001 if it was me i'll be going i was just i was back to leopard days back to oh, leopard on. Remembering when you know things seem so bright, a time of hope and optimism. Yeah, I always like to go back to the first Zorko interview. Oh, the, there's just pure joy radio on the mic. Yeah, just the first like laughs from a professional AFL <laughs> player, and yeah, loved it. And then you hear him actually taking it seriously that we wanted to be professional AFL yeah. players. Yeah, my <laughs> comment about how I still have dreamed to play. Yeah. Oh, it was inspiring. Uh, I think I went home, went for a run. <laughs> <laughs> Your dream is still Zorko invite you out for a coffee one time. Isn't we it? are friends with Zorko. Oh, I wouldn't call them friends. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, like Rocky and Zorko. Maybe, friends. maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe three interviews is the friendship. Yeah. Well, two is right. uh, a working relationship. Well, I thought yeah. about getting Big Fella back on, but he's got to have a, oh, an off season. Yeah, three's, three is too much. Give him a break. Yeah. Uh, he's done some heavy lifting for us and, uh, you know, we'll probably just ease on out unless you've got some tricks up your sleeve. But uh, finals time plus off-season holidays mean players are probably off limits this week. Yeah, well, you know, a couple of the Lions boys decided to take their own little holiday, Joel. Yeah, and, uh, they did indeed. Yeah, quite interesting. Obviously, Piers Hanley and Tom Rockliffe rumoured for being uh, isolated from the group traditionally. Only put uh, <laughs> put kerosene on the fire yeah, in that rumour by, by putting going themselves their multiple own countries away. So, so yeah. it looks like they're somewhere in Asia. And, I think uh, they're, like, they were in Bali or something okay. or like that or Thailand and yeah playing on some golf trip yeah. and the rest of the boys are living up in Queenstown yeah or somewhere that, in that massively confirms that there's like a rift between the group doesn't it yeah, yeah. well it's, it's weird because like um like Mitch Robinson isn't on the trip I saw it today um, but he's at home with his family and he's just had his he's had his kid mm. yeah. so you look at that and you go you know what fair enough he's not on that that's why he's not on the trip but when you take another a mate and you do your own trip oh, at yeah. the same time everyone else is doing their trip you go what's up with that although reckon- maybe it was like Rocky and Pierce were like let's go to Asia guys and everyone's like no way maybe it was like that yeah maybe right. that. Or, I mean- or maybe it's like when Smithers gives Homer the key and he gets the executive washroom and that's how it works with the Lions you yeah. know? they've maybe. got the they've got their own little secret society going yeah. on there. who knows well you see a lot of the boys like you know when you see them on Instagram go on the end of season trips a lot of them go as a group and then for like a week or so and then they'll go off and do their own thing after that mm. so it's just mm. it's a little bit unusual they didn't do that and for supposed non-friends Rocky follows Zorko's partner liked all the baby photos did all that as did. commented and then Zorko commented on Rocky's thing the other day I see it all in the following thing mm. so you know they, they clearly are mates yeah yeah you, you never really know I mean I guess you, as long as they've got a positive working mm. relationship, you know that's all you, that's all you can all ask for. Matters, yeah. I mean, you're going to get forty. You get forty. I mean, you played a footy club. Um, I'm assuming you get forty blokes in a in a clubhouse. Not everyone's going to get along, gangbusters. 
Yeah, yeah, you get the few yeah. outsiders. Or Who's someone guys? you hate at your club, Timo? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one, no one. Love everyone equally. Yeah, exactly. Hey, well, let's let's bring to an end this mighty jungle podcast that we've started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Focus crap. back on our uh, notorious. Well, we'd podcast. We'd we'll have a little bit of yeah, lines. Yeah, a bit of lines however good. irrelevant it is during finals time. Absolutely, but uh, look, it's obviously uh, the notorious time, and that's what we're here to do. So we're here to talk about some finals, but you know, we, we've got a little bit of banter to get through first because sure. what, I haven't seen you, lads. Well, and it's what the people expect. Yeah, exactly. You just hit traffic. You're like, all right, well, we've got 15 minutes of banter yeah. before I hit the uh, hit the analysis. Boys, before we jump in, we're obviously going to talk about what we loved and what we learned. But, um, you know, maybe why I buy you guys some time to think about what you have loved and what you have learned. Sure. You I are, am fully prepared. You've been okay. watching Survivor? No. No. no? Def- definitely not. Not watching Australian Survivor? No. no. Um, I don't watch Australian TV. There's a fair bit of... <laughs> oh, boy, could it. Home away. Yeah. <laughs> Only underbelly? Nothing. Uh, no underbelly. No. Oh, Offspring, I was going to watch. No, they're all. I was going to watch. Have you guys heard of Clever Man? No, no. Show on the ABC, which is supposed to be really good. So okay. I'll ch- um, might check that out. Upper Middle Bogan, seen that? No, you've oh, recommended it to me a few upper times. Upper Middle Bogan, got to get on it. For Actually, ABC TV. And because we've got obviously got Netflix and a lot of Australian shows end up on Netflix Australia, yeah. of course. Yeah. And just gotten super into Miss Vicious Murder Mysteries. Okay. Uh, which Never is, heard of that? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, but it's a it's a good uh, show for her to watch while I go and um, play PlayStation. Yeah, cool. Get some Madden throws in. Well, yeah, epic. Survivor has been on. Yeah. And uh, people have been enjoying it. There was, there's was there been some interesting cats in it. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about the girls first. The girls, uh, if you're a size 8 Australian girl, size 6 to 8 Australian girl with a D bust, you're on Survivor right, right. now. It's all over it. They, they just picked all these girls with kahunas and... Uh, <laughs> He, this is how it's gone. Well, aesthetics has to be a choice, right? Because they're all going to end up in bikinis on well, the beach. Well, yeah, and they do. They wear nothing. So yesterday's challenge was um, how much mud we can put on these girls. Uh, and I'm like, that doesn't seem like a challenge. I know. <laughs> it was. Did survive? Did you fall asleep and survive? Ended and something else came on. <laughs> it was bizarre, man. Like they just, I don't know. Like it's every cliche you'd ever expect about a show on a desert island. Is it as good as American Survivor? Uh, Pugly is no probes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, who had, is? We've still had same, Jeff on yeah. the show. He's still same host, no? No, no, no. Lepa- Jonathan Lapaglia. So oh, Anthony okay. Lapaglia is like every time we're trying to get brother. <laughs> Mexican, non union Mexican equivalent. What, what, what kind of name? Burger. <laughs> what kind of name is that? Jonathan. Like a made up <laughs> <Yeah>. brother name. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, Lapaglia's been hosted. Everyone's been talking about it. He's got the double vein. So not uh, only has he got the single vein, he's running the double vein strain down the arm. Right. And he's getting angry before he's coming out doing these challenges, no doubt. Get vascular. He's doing vascular. Uh, I reckon he's dropping water and he's chinning before he goes out and does yeah, those yeah. challenges. And, <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, good luck to him. Yeah, you know, sure. He's, he's done us proud. But I have to tell you about this one, but like, you haven't seen it, so those will be totally new. There was a guy on the show. They got, they got rid of him a couple of weeks ago. He's, you know, they all have like a, a profession, right? Mm. And he chose to conceal his profession. Interesting. So he's like, look, I don't, I don't want people revealing my skills and, you know, it could be seen as a real threat in this competition. His uh, profession was that he was a drama teacher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he basically said... He can act. He can act <laughs> and he can be whoever he wants to be. And then he did this thing where Except for the winner of Survivor. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, he's like, oh, um, if they want me to be a little crying baby, I'll be a little crying baby. <laughs> <laughs> and he went on and did like three role plays. But it was a cliche like of each one. Yeah. And, 
man, I was sad to see that guy go. Sounds like Mr. Was, G. It was so bad. It was so bad. Anyway, yeah. so it's been a bit of Australian TV, mm. enjoying that. Very but it's been a ratings bonanza. No, good. And good you, know, you know what else was? The finals, boys. There's about 6.5 million Australians tuned in for the AFL finals. Yeah, well, they were frothing on the Thursday night figures. Big so time. that could be a fixture going forward. How'd you feel about Sunday being absent? Yeah, it felt a bit empty. Mm. Um, you know, you love this sort of, you know, Sunday afternoon match just before the, the end of the weekend dread creeps in. Yeah. Uh, so it did feel a bit something missing. Yeah, so it's been, because now it's good, it's something we have to get used to because this week it's Friday, Saturday. Yeah. So, uh, it's the interesting that they didn't spread it out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, they must have really wanted the Saturday hour and Saturday night slot tonight. Well, well they're obviously trying to compete with the NRL. And I think mm. su- Sunday NRL, that 4pm slot, the replay that Channel 9 does, yeah, has yeah. had that sewn up for yeah, 10 years. True. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, Saturday, they've obviously done their analytics and mm. said Saturday's where, yeah, you make, where you make your dough. Well, the grand finals on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, so Saturday's like AFL's day. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, that's something else. Anyway, I bought you enough time. Let's get into our what we loved and what we learned. Timo, good to have you back. Oh, that... Survival wasn't what we loved? No. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. No, we're we're going to get back into that, but uh, unless you're what you loved was Survivor. No, definitely not. Okay. Am I going? Yeah. Am I on? Okay. Um, So, the big man's not here. We would have been really proud of me tonight for what I loved, but uh, change the seasons. (laughs) Proud or hurt that you've stolen his what I I loved? I don't know. He's probably got it. He's all about embracing. He's probably got a list written down on a chalkboard somewhere. And uh, he's had to cross that one out because he was having it next week. Yeah. Uh, what does it mean for the lawn? Uh, spring is, well, it's not probably prime time, but it's moving from winter into spring. You're getting higher sun, so yep. longer days, mm. hotter days. And yep. most Australian grasses thrive on sun and heat. So my lawn is currently flourishing Blooming. right now. Are it the is. bees uh, pollinating the, the, the Actually, flowers? I'm struggling with bees because I've got a passion fruit vine, yep. a lemon tree, and an orange tree at the back, and they're all flowering, but they're not fruiting. And I think it's because I'm struggling to get bees on them. Mm. And I noticed the other day, I did have some bees the other day, so hopefully, yep. hopefully we start to see some fruit. It's a word that I haven't heard enough in my life is fruiting. Fruiting. It's, that's fantastic. Time to fruit. Landscape, <laughs> landscaping 101 with <laughs> yeah. the fella. I'm out of my depth, Timo. Yeah. But what'd so, you learn? Um, I learned that uh, you can't play finals football without intensity. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, the game I saw this the most of, well, I thought so, was the Bulldogs-West Coast Eagles mm. game. And mm. I thought the probably the defining factor to me was the Bulldogs' intensity at the football mm. and the yeah. intensity at the men. And that's why I think they, they run away oh, with well, it. I mean, this, we might get into this later, but what was up with West Coast's team selection? Really bizarre. Yeah. Giles, Lysette, Mitch Brown, all... Three shitty rucks rotating through the ruck. It's like, hey, I reckon what happened was Wednesday night, Simpson would have been there watching movies at home, like trying to relax. He put on Moneyball, right? And he sees little fat Pete say, man, we just got to pick three players who can do one player's job. Mm. And he would have picked three guys <laughs> at 33% that yeah. equal a whole unit to replace Nick Nat. Yeah. It didn't work. Didn't work. It was... <laughs> no, <nah. laughs> Don't make but me I, point I, at Pete. <laughs> I just loved at halftime when sort of everyone was... I know, going to their, their respective huddles and Libby just turned and just started oh, bashing yeah. into guys. I yeah. just love that. From a young player, yeah. not not taking shit from anyone. Oh, it was great. I think the way I described him, he was a germ. Yeah. He was just <laughs> yeah. a pest. After his dad. Yeah. A pest that if he's on your team, you oh, love, love, you love yeah. that. So. Plus, he not only does that stuff, he also does the tough in yeah, and he plays, stuff. Plays he's probably one of the toughest players in the comp. Yeah. So you can't, when he does that, you're like, yeah, fair enough. 
Yeah, that's, oh, you love, love players who put fires on other players. Yeah, kind of, yeah. they, they've got a few guys like that. They've got Pickin as well, who won't take a backwards step, even yeah. though he's a sh- sh- bit of a smaller guy. And he looks like he would be like the biggest nerd at school. But well, he kind of looks like a mixture between a nerd and a street rat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just, slick back street rat hair. Yeah, just yeah. like, you know, furrowing for food mm. in the gutter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Splinter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, there you go. <laughs> Stringer. <laughs> Who else? It's Stringer as well. Stringer's, yeah. Stringer's he's, got that. Thug. He's a bulldog. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's uh, oh, it annoyed me so much because um, you know the bulldogs were kicking away, doing it easy. They were kicking goals. Stringer put kicked one to put them on. I think about forty up, oh, and yeah. he celebrated like he just won oh, the yeah. game. Yeah, like he just won the VFL Premiership. Yeah. yeah but you know, Stringer's one of those lads. Like I think he, had, he was married, had a kid at seventeen. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm being, like I'm being serious. He had he had a kid real young, and mm. he's just like that badass guy. Every footy club's got one. It's mm. like this like life hardened human. Probably drives like a VL Commodore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and like Lowered. he's got the uh, tailgate. Sick fuck rims. off, we're full. Yeah. You know, yeah. all, all those ones which we do not support <laughs> we're kind of all, is this, at all is this slander can we, can we be sued for this I'm just saying what we are, are tarnishing strings just, just dragging it through the mud <laughs> but every footy club can we have out to us and be like Jake Stringer the racist <laughs> But, wow. but every footy club's got <laughs> that bloke that's, a wrap. that's, yeah, that's yeah. 21 that looks like they're 35 yeah and that that's, is that's a fair point yeah yeah, yeah. they just looked it was the perfect because uh, you know you've got the, the baby bombers of 93 mm. where it was like youth worked perfectly because it was all energy and enthusiasm yeah. and no, mm. no showing away and that was the dogs on the weekend it was just run and carry and counter and back yourself and West Coast had no answer yeah mm. loved it loved it Joel what'd you learn what'd you love uh, boys what I loved Pretty obvious one. Day one of NFL. Oh, yeah. Back. Yeah. Uh, obviously, <sighs> came back on Friday, technically, with the uh, Super Bowl rematch. But yeah. really, today was the proper first day of the season. Is that because you hate Carolina and Denver? That was like... If, I didn't get into it. I don't really uh, I mean, I had money on the... I put a bit of money in the game to make Did it interesting. Stimulate so. the economy. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but, you know, the, I love the 4 a.m. wake up, the 12 games at once, not knowing what's going on. I've got three... I've got the iPad, I've got the, mm. the computer, I've got the TV... Mm. Uh, I've got checking my fantasy scores. It's a whirlwind all before six o'clock, and uh, uh, that finally kicked off this morning. Had, a great, if, had if a great time. You, if you don't wake up, like I think I did five thirty, five thirty this morning. Mm. If you don't wake up before then, your fantasy's over. Yeah, like it's it's hectic. Like <laughs> I know. You, the result is decided yeah. come nine a.m. So yeah, well I set the alarm for three because I had the early games, oh. and I'm like I'm all in. You know, this is what this is what I do. Uh, too much. Uh, I slept through that one. Too much. Uh, I got up about five thirty. Yeah. And yeah, you're you're right. The first section of games were basically over. Yeah. Um, for my my fantasy team though, had a lot of later games and tomorrow's games, yeah. so it wasn't too bad for me. Yeah. Uh, but it's nuts how much gets done in that you know the first hour or so. Yeah, I love it. It's 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 just if you're an NFL fan, you appreciate. I think there's like there's a program I was telling Timo. There's a program on Foxtel called NFL Red Zone. Yeah. I can't handle it. I oh, just, it's, it's too it's much. It's insane. Just you know, flip into it. You're just scores. starting to settle into a game. And they're like, we're cutting now from this game to this game where there's a touchdown drive. You know, yeah. you're like, and you're just on your edge of your seat the whole time. Yeah. It's the best seven hours of your life. Yeah, well, NFL is amazing at like withholding the product and oh. then just like destroying you with it. Like you have the longest off season. Yeah. What is it like? Nine months of yeah. no NFL, yeah. um, and then on the weekend they condense 
pretty much 90% of the games into like a four hour time slot yeah. so it's like I and you're only going to happen it's only happened 16 times yeah you know? so it's like no NFL and then it's like yeah. way too much to handle I'm overwhelmed yeah. 16 but times but I'm 32 teams regular season yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah. 16 yeah. out of 32 mm. it's crazy it's and like nuts, yeah. and the draw like you'll hang out for the draw like they always have certain matches every year but some some teams miss years and you know the way that the draw is structured and the way that it's divisioned you know it's rare that you'll see teams play each other so yeah it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's the way it should be. You're going to watch the NFL this year, son? Uh, I'm going to try my best. I brought the Packers hat out last yeah. night. Yeah. So I'm going to try really time. hard. I've uh, worked out how to record with the USB stick on my new TV. Oh, so that's very exciting. I'm try and record a few games. Yeah, right. Packers should get a fair few screen games. Did you still have Fox? No. I'm just roll no. on 7, mate? Yeah. 7, mate, love the Packers, though. They I'll, love the, I'll watch they love the Peas. Yeah. They love the Patriots. That, they love the Packers. They finally got rid of that stupid 49ers deal oh. because... Obviously, when Hayne signed up, Seven Mate said, we're going to show every 49ers game. Yeah. Mm. Um, but then, obviously, he wasn't playing, and 49ers were the worst team in the comp last year. So, that was pretty frustrating. Yeah, it was horrendous. But uh, we had some primetime ones this morning. We had Cowboys-Giants. Mm. Uh, but I did, did disappoint me, obviously. I wanted to see Hawks. Yeah, Hawks-Dolphins was never going to get yeah. on, but what are you going to do? That's just the way it goes with the Hawks here. You know, and, and also Seattle's a hard time zone. So, yeah. you know, you've got all the New York time zones different. And anyway, that's just footy. But I think, um, yeah, the, the Packers will be good this year. They'll be a good side. And we'll got Jordy back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played well this morning. I was talking about that earlier. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Go what, team. What did yeah. you learn, Joel? Uh, boys, what I learned was the de- decision to move the uh, qualifying final out to Homebush was the right one. Yeah. Uh, I, the, you, I mean, it might have been the teams. They could have had the same at the SCG. Could have had it at Spotless. Yeah. But the atmosphere in that game, that first quarter, was like so charged. It was like a grand final. Yeah. And the way ANZ set up, um, the, play, the crowd felt really close to the players. Um, and it was just a sea of orange and red, and I thought it was amazing. Yeah. It's funny. They only would have got 4,000 extra fans. Yeah. But you're right. The configuration of the ground there is... Yeah, it's got that weird dish yeah. around the ground, yeah. and then obviously it goes pretty much straight up. Yeah. So it just felt like, I don't know, just felt really enclosed. And yeah. I mean, the, the fact that the um, first quarter was just red hot yeah. and so intense in terms of the play probably helped as well. Yeah. The don't kick from outside thirty on the boundary though. Have you seen the? Yeah. Did you see the jagged line? It was yeah. like a diamond. Like it was so pointy because the configuration of the ground is just this one point that they can't straighten out. Oh, so really? yeah, like it's it's not an oval. It was no. not an oval. It was like a what the pentagon? I don't know. Five sides? Like a six rhombus? Sides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four sides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, there was a nice you know. Yeah. <laughs> pentagon. I yeah. think you Pentagon. Pe- Pentagon's yeah. probably right. Yeah. It was just so yeah. awkward and uncomfortable. Five sides. Don't take a heat drum. Yeah, let's go all 10. Yeah. Yeah, so many points in the ground. Uh, boys, what I loved, a um, bit out of left field and a bit of a random one. I um, Podcasting breeds podcasting. Sure. And I've been listening to podcasts every day now. Yeah. And uh, once you've sort of found the app and you find your niche and you go through the charts, which we're lucky enough to peer on, Occasionally, yeah. Shout out to the um, charts. Yeah, thanks, charts. <laughs> Please put us back in. Uh, and you go through and you find things that catch your eye. And I was listening to a podcast. I'm not going to give the podcast a shout out because that's not what we're not in the oh. business of picking other people up. Maybe if we, is it reciprocal? Nah. If we shout them out, can they shout us out? Nah, no, the, uh, we won't. We won't. We won't get a shout out. The the wow. cold. The the, uh, the guest of the it's podcast. It's Jake Stringer's podcast. It's not <laughs> <laughs> Jake Stringer and political views. Yeah. Uh, no, the podcast is about interviewing professional athletes. Yep, and it was Danny Green, uh, and it was an hour and twenty four minutes with Danny Green. Yep. Anyway, Green Machine. Look, he's done some incredible stuff in yep. his life. He's also 
people would would misconstrue how he handled the mundane thing. He's um, what people don't know is he had like a really big personal drama right before the fight, and you know all this kind of stuff. And he just you know he just it broke him like it was a really bad time in his life, and he came through it. And he doesn't see the loss as this like burden like everyone else would see it as. And you know it was the biggest pay per view in Australia at the time. And he just handled himself with such grace and real professionalism. But I just heard his work ethic. And he was talking about how much he just loves training and how inspiring I found that. And he talked about all the ailments he's got. He's got bad neck and bad back and all this. Anyway, it leads me to what he got into about his training. He goes on a rant about how passionate he is about hydrotherapy. So I'm listening to this podcast, mm. right? With a small business, Australian-made products called Aquablades. Oh, so, my favourite water-based yeah, exactly. So, you know, I've got this tool that Danny Green can use. If he loves water, he he basically spoke about the whole time about how his whole routine is built around punching and how he tries to incorporate throwing a punch in everything he does. What the Aquablades are made for. So, <laughs> so I emailed him. Yeah. And he's using Aquablades. Oh! Really? <laughs> yeah. So uh, Danny Green got back in touch with us, keen to use him, give him a crack. He's got another mundane fight coming up. They look like they're going to seal the deal. Um, if that's well, Monday the Green are going to fight Monday yeah. Green too. Exactly, ten years on. Exactly, so ten old. years on. Yeah, and uh, the only thing that they're stalling on at the moment is that Green, Green wants equal pay, whereas Monday wants sixty forty. Yeah, so sure. um, it's going to be Australia Day next year, by the looks of things. Australia, but uh, Monday Green seventeen, seventeen, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it'll be. I think yeah, it's ten years to that. Two thousand seven, I think they fought. Um, but don't quote me on that. But yeah, that's that's what they're talking about. So I'm pretty pumped because you know, obviously, get a photo back from Greeny once. Can we he's get a, um, a little Aquablades logo on his uh, on oh. his boxes? Mem- well, remember how he? I was gonna say, yeah. remember he had like Golden Palace tattooed on his yep. back and mm. stuff. So I don't know. No, I'm not going that far. He's just using the product, mm. and I was stoked. But he was all about it. I was really proud to hear athletes being more encompassed to hydrotherapy because, yeah. as I explained to him when I sent him the set, I was like, mate, like the loading on your joints and stuff like that on the on the ground is really tough. So to be in the water and be able to do your movements with some power, well, you're all set. So he jumped over to aquablades.com.au and here we are. Wow. There you go. I was pretty, I was pretty yeah. happy with that. I was Literally, pretty chuffed with that. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know where that was going. It took me on a journey. I loved he's it. Yeah. One, he's probably one of the biggest names the Australian boxing's produced. I mean, so, he's yeah. known the Danny Real Deal Gill. Yeah, well, Danny Gill, <laughs> that's right. No, I'm yeah. just joking. That's, that's a huge deal. He's the better of the Danes, but also I'm pretty proud because... Obviously, our other famous Australian Olympian uh, is Jen Lacars. Just eating PBs for breakfast. And, uh, you know, she's been using the blades over the last 12 months. And uh, wouldn't you know it, 17 PBs this year. I would say that's purely the aqua It's blades. blades. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's, no, there's no other reason. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, and the old Notorious Podcast, blood. listen. Yeah. yeah just to right. relax. She was so inspired the show, by so. it. So, yeah, all the, all the, uh, all the love in the world to those two guys. And thanks for using them. Yeah. Boys, um, what I learned was it was a good weekend for birds. Eagles lost. I know. I'm just. I'm being Hawks sarcastic. Yeah. Swans lost, <laughs> but the crows won. Yeah. So uh, yeah, literally, yeah, it was. Won. It was probably one of the worst weeks imaginable for uh, birds. Uh, yeah. Three out of four lost. Uh, so yeah. it also made me realise we have a lot of birds in the competition. We yeah. Do, yeah. Plus we got magpies. Magpies. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think that's it. Bombers, even that. Yeah. Mechanical <laughs> birds. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sully. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, you, don't want yeah. to burn, you don't want to burn the engine. No. Giant. Sullenberg reference. Yeah. 
No, so anyway, uh, bad weekend for birds. But I did, I did. If you're if you're a betting man, you put a million bucks against all the birds on the weekend. You're at seventy five percent. You're looking good. It's not bad. Yeah. So there you go. Not bad at all. <laughs> That's what I learned. The bird method. <laughs> exactly. Had to go today in the NFL. Cardinals lost. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks won. Hawks won. Yeah. Um, Ravens won. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did win. Yeah. Surely there's got to be more than that. Uh, I don't think there is. We'll come back. Come back yeah. to me. Come back to me. <laughs> We're not coming back to it. <laughs> oh yeah, Eagles. Eagles yeah, had a good win. Philly won. D-Mean's that's true. Favorite team. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Demi. Shout yeah. out to Eagles. Anyway, there you go. So that's what we love <laughs> and what we learned. Uh, boys, anything else? Pricked your eyes in the news over the last couple of days. Anything you've enjoyed? Seen anything of? Watching the people at home should know about. I um was just hitting Netflix up last night, and I watched a, a documentary on uh, Mr. Olympia. Oh, yeah. Uh, 2014, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, and got me uh, quite interested. So I watched the whole thing, and it's the year Phil, I don't know if you heard yeah, Phil Heath. He's Pete, like the yeah. new Ronnie Coleman. He's yeah. a pretty big deal in Mr. Olympia. And then after that, because they, they go into a small section about their storied use. So they, they don't hide behind it. They, they do it. Yeah. It's pretty openly admitted. And then I actually did a bit of research and I could not believe how many steroids these guys take. Like, they'll, they'll have like a 10-week lead-up oh, to yeah. Mr. Olympia and the amount of stuff and then the amount of pills they'll pop to counteract the side effect of steroids, I could not believe it. It was Jeez. actually insane. That's crazy. Surely he's yeah. going to die of a heart attack at like 40. Oh, well, that, yeah. that's apparently what the, the medication they take is to counteract those side effects, but still... It's it was insane. insane they, to they, don't live, they don't live. They don't live for lives. I, I watched my, so my mate. I'm not, obviously not going to name him. Absolutely belted the course for about eight weeks. So he yeah. went, on, went on a course. Mm-hmm. I was caught up with him about week six, right? And he's like, "Oh, mate, I don't have long. I get to the gym, but you know, let's get a, let's get a quick bite for lunch." I was like, yeah. "All right, no worries. So go go get your lunch." And uh, went to Subway. Thirty two dollars worth of Subway. Sure, Jesus. Finished the whole thing. Yeah. So he got two footlongs, double meat, double cheese, and three cookies. Mm. It was like a masterclass. Like I've never, I, like you think about how difficult ten dollars worth of subway is. Man, that's comprehensive. You can't because you're gluten intolerant. Oh, but I think that's. I think thirty-two dollars worth of subway would be like eight salads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's four dollars salad. Too cheap. Thirty-two, and this wasn't Five even and like half salads. This isn't even like two thousand sixteen dollars. This is like back like two thousand and nine. Oh, adjusting for Man, inflation. I was gonna say you, you take fifteen percent off in CPI. Yeah, Jesus, it's that's a bad time. Subway. Wow. Hey, so if you're uh, gonna get on the gear at home, you gotta remember. Not a subway. You got dollars. You better be getting those punch cards and hoping yeah. you get your six sub free. Yeah. You'll be using it week, you mm. know, third visit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I uh, yeah. And also for the listeners at home, just because I know they're going to be really interested, get on CBA boys. It dropped below seventy today. So uh, if you're an investor at home, that's what they come here for. The hard information oh, yeah. about uh, <laughs> listen to us financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good day if you're an investor. So yeah, the market got smashed. Yeah. And uh, nice time to buy. Jump on it. Yeah. Jump on it. Watch the pain for a few more days and in you go. Mm. Anyway, let's go and talk some footy and uh, we'll come back after the break and talk to you then. Yeah. Bye for now. On a flat note like that, let's get it up to uh, finals. Yep. And uh, what do you think, boys? It was a uh, it was a pretty interesting way to kick off on the Thursday night with the yep. uh, the doggies getting it done. I enjoyed the benefits of that. I think I went the doggies. The line was like minus forty. 
Chip yeah. talks this line. No idea. Oh, so you don't understand. Do you want to explain to Timmy what, uh, what the line is? So what betting on the line yeah. means. People, um, people will ask me this bit. Actually, line betting is essentially. So let's say a team is a dollar ten favorite, and the outside's five dollar. Right. So you got a team that's red hot and a team that's really not. All right. So what they will do to entice you as a better to bet on your team is give the other team either a negative head start. Or a positive head start. Yep. And you All get right? better odds. So you get like $1.90 at the line. Exactly. So you say, like, let's say Hawthorne were playing Brisbane in Tasmania, right? What's it going to be? 80 points? Yep. So you pick the Hawks minus 60. So yep. they're going to win by more than 60, 60. points. So yeah, exactly. they'll give you they'll give you $1.90, $2, $2.10. A lot, of, a lot of companies now let you pick your own line. And it scrolls up and down, pro-ratering the dollar rate as you go. So what I do is, is if there's a team that I think will push a team all the way, is do a plus line where if they win, like I thought the Bulldogs could possibly win, I put the Bulldogs by plus 30, and I think I got $2.15 for that, $2.20, and then you back them heavy. Yeah. So it's just essentially like that. So when they won, I didn't care because I'd already had the plus 30 anyway. But had they have lost by 15, I was still laughing. Yeah. I just thought the game was going to be a lot closer than they had it. I think they had their line at minus 40 at one stage. In the whole, and I don't think they're... I mean, first of all, it's a final. Mm. Yeah. Secondly, I don't think the Eagles have been that good. Yeah. So that's what line. Well, that's the case where the market gamble responsibly. Yeah, that's the case where the market probably doesn't accurately justify mm. how even that gamble's going in. And I think West Coast because they had such a hot run into the finals. Yeah, they were the informed yeah, team. Yeah, they beat the Giants. They beat the Crows. Who else did they beat? I think they might have beaten Hawthorne. Well, they got everyone at home. You know, they, yeah. just, they just put a, a home. Um, masterclass. And then you look at that, and you look at the last few weeks, and you go, "Well, this is a form team of the comp." But you look at their the Bulldogs and the Eagles season. Body of work. Yeah. yeah, and you go, okay, this is going to be pretty much even yeah. with, you know, maybe Eagles with their nose in front because it's at, at Perth. Yeah. Um, and that's where a bet like the line or maybe an Eagles march, small margin comes into the... Yeah. Into the the key with line betting is to wait late, as late as possible, because uh, the money will always come in for a side. So the Eagles started getting real hot mm. uh, about three or four hours before the game and the odds drop right down to like, I think it was like $1.50, $1.60. So mm. once, you, once you've got them that hot, it gets a lot easier to get some juicy line mm. out of it. Uh, and it just gives people a fail safe when they have a punt. So, yeah. so do you visit the uh, TAB or is this all uh, online? No, no, no. It's all... Does anyone go to the TAB no. anymore? Well, well, apparently. I, 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 I do, yeah. In Balimba. In Balimba. We go down grand final. There'd be a t- there's a TAB on the corner and it's always full. Mate, it's, <laughs> it's not like you got to remember. It's always old time it's, on the track. It's dogs. Yeah. It's dogs. And, well, not now, not now in New South Wales, New but South, it's, yeah. um, it's obviously dogs, dog and trots, horse. Yeah. Track. Mate, Favola, I think I was telling you guys, Favola did an interview. He won, so he basically had 20 grand with his bookie and he won 360 grand in a day betting on animals. So horses, dogs, all that, right? Wow. Won 360 grand. Bookies can't pay you out till Monday morning. Monday morning, he was minus 20 grand. So he lost in that space of like eight to 10 hours. He lost, lost $380,000. $380, so, you know, like that's what happens. And he was saying, he's like, I had no idea. He goes, I put a hundred grand on a race in Hong Kong. He's like, I put a hundred thousand dollars on a race in Hong Kong. Did he win? He lost. <laughs> he said that he said, he said he was, uh, it was a $2.10 favorite and the horse lost on the nose. 
Oh. And he said it was the closest fucking nose he's ever seen. So, you know, like, it's just things like that. You go, that just blows your mind. So people definitely do. And yeah. they, they sit at that TAB and they belt it out and, and away they go every week. You know, sure. they put the chips in and hope for the best. But they do. They, even, like, people go there and play Kino and stuff. Oh, yeah. As well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that was just... No, no. Kino's at the TAB. Oh, TAB okay. runs Kino. So, yeah. yeah do, you, do you remember when you went to the TAB and uh, put down the wrong player number? Oh, my God. Was it Sandlands? No. <laughs> Hayden Valentine. Yeah. Oh, so for the brown one. The oh. And he did, he actually filled out the form and then submitted it to the little computer thing which prints out your betting slip. And he, I think he put it on Chris Judd or something like that for the brown low. And Chris and Judd's number. Judd won. <laughs> and Chris Judd's number, he got one number wrong. So when Chipper fed it through the system, he had put in like $25 on Hayden Valentine <laughs> to win the brand like so, at 501 to 1 it's like a it's like a five digit code to yeah. get whatever you want I put yeah like one number yeah. And, yeah it was only a small amount so I didn't really double check it but it wasn't great yeah the only yeah. One, I have one more gambling story I was at the casino one day and I know, we've taken off track but I was at the casino one day I was standing next to a bloke playing roulette he had probably about two grand playing on the table I was like alright that's, that's a lot of money. Chump change. Two mm. grand, right? It's also middle of the day in the CBD. I'm not saying while I was there, but I was, <laughs> it was middle of the day in the CBD. He's fucking pathetic. <laughs> middle of the day. What's yeah. he doing there? Right. So I was passing through. He was staying for the long run. Anyway, so... You were there for your free parking, your free water. Oh, uh, exactly. My, my hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah. free hot chocolate. So yeah. uh, he was passing... Pass, I was passing through. He's there, two grand on the table. He has a $35,000 spin. So he wins 35 grand in front of me. I was like, Jesus... Proceeds to win about 10 grand spin for the next four spins. He's up 65, you know, on a roulette table. And I looked at him and was like, mate, that's that's life-changing. You know, like, and he's like, oh, mate, I'm so stoked. And, like, this never happens. And, you know, I was like, man, like, unbelievable. Hey, like, good on you. And, like, we're celebrating. And he sort of picked up his chips and he walked off. And I was like, man... I couldn't stop thinking about it. Hey, I was mm. like, this guy just won 65,000 fucking dollars right in front of my face. I, uh... I walked past about half an hour later. He was withdrawing cash out of the ATM. Ooh. It was the saddest thing I've ever seen. And like, in a way, it influenced me. I was like, man, I, that's that's fucked. It yeah. always comes back to get you for more. And uh, yeah, that's why you got to gamble responsibly. Because if you don't, like, it's a disease, man. Oh, so yeah. He had a disease. People get stuck time. in those holes and... Big time. Gets, gets nasty. Big time. It's just got depressing. No. Yeah. So, no, I just thought it was like, yeah. you know, one of those line in the sand yeah. moments. I go, man, that was absolutely incredible. So, yeah. you know, a little bit of light betting on your sports bet app yeah. or tab app. That's that's different. But Anyway, so dogs and eagles, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, interesting fact I saw. Yeah. It was only the dogs' third ever interstate finals win. They've been... a AFL team since the 1950s. Wow. And then I was thinking to myself, that's how easy it is to be a Victorian team. You can win premierships without ever leaving the state. Yeah. We have to win three interstate finals unless we come in the top two. And then we have to win one, which is the granny. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. And they were like... Good. Yeah. They were lauded for going over to Perth and winning it, which, to be fair... Considering the hot form, the yeah. Eagles come off... Quality, quality win. Probably the best win of the weekend. Let I know the Giants were very impressive, but I'd say going over to Perth... Well, the Giants had also beaten the Swans during the year, so yeah. it was sort of less... And it was effectively the Giants' home ground. Yeah. Um, so the Dogs, you know, got their plaudits and fair going enough. all the way over to Perth and winning... As the underdog the in a final with a young one. team, it's a big yeah. deal. They won. They won from the second they ran out, boys. Here's the uh, the banner. Oh, the, was the weekend. Yep. We are the better side with the better engine room. The Eagles' season will be over, just like the mining boom. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Some topical humour. So, like, 
they come through. They come through again. Yeah. Sorry, to all those families. Yeah. But uh, sorry, no, Australia. It was just resource economy. <laughs> exactly. Like, isn't that what you do? Yeah. <laughs> Resources. No, you you like look you after the big guys. Re- you help them get grants. <laughs> don't you recycle tires? Oh. Yeah, every now and then. Yeah. yeah. Um, good memory. <laughs> anyway, uh, then we moved on to the cats and the hawks. Obviously, the big uh, yep. the big Friday night clash. Yeah, lived up to expectations. Well, you know, and again, and not to get back to line betting, but this one was always going to be under <laughs> a certain no more time. no more gambling <laughs> no, speak no. for the rest but, of the episode. In all seriousness, how is that game ever going to be over twenty points? Either way, the spread was thin. Yeah, you know? okay. so you know, it was always going to be a tight game. Everyone expected it. Did you did your butthole tighten up a bit when Isaac Smith got the ball? Well, I thought it was a sh- sure thing. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a great, lovely kick of the footy. He was about 40 metres out, which means he can, like, let his... He's probably even close. He's probably 35. Yeah. And he was on a slight angle on the left side, yeah. which I thought would favour that. I, I would be more right if he's about 10 metres in and he tried to stab at it, because yeah. he's such, like, he's one of those long legs. Striking. Big lever. Um, big 65-metre boot. So I thought, you know... He's he, a Daniel Rich type kick. Yeah. You know, I long, thought, long, you know, he's going to kick him about 50 and he'll just slot it straight through and uh, it was a weird kick because he kicked it and then celebrated started celebrating yeah. and hooked. then it just hooked viciously yeah. like me at the driving range <laughs> actually that, they're more uh, the other way and you probably sell, yes, you, you're slicing yeah slicing yeah, that's yeah. Hey, but you're still celebrating oh yeah yeah oh, man, <laughs> went in the air it got off the tee yeah, yeah. Uh, so man he was obviously devastated so um, watch them go from a Jordan Lewis torp coast to coast with 30 seconds to go yeah not like this. Well, because it was finals week, they kept replaying all the best moments mm. of the year. And one of them was Cyril's goal to beat yeah. Sydney after the siren. And that was set up by a Sam... I don't know if you guys have seen it. Yeah. Um, there was a tap out of the ruck on the boundary with like 20 seconds to go. Yeah. And Sam Mitchell just hacked out hacked of the it. air. Went like 80 metres on the fly straight to, I think, Bruce, who turned around and kicked it straight to Cyril. But this is the difference is the Hawks train for this every week. I think mm. I was telling you guys, they have a countdown timer on their oval. They're one of the few clubs that uses a countdown timer every week at training. Mm. And they do two-minute simulations. It's that's two, what the NFL do. It's a two-minute drill job. Yeah, that's all drives. it was. And that's what Clarko, when he goes on these overseas trips, mm. he knows this. Mm. You know, how many times they, they practice special teams, punt returns, and all that sort mm. of stuff. So I just think that's what his benefit of being over these other overseas teams and mm. seeing that is that they train and play for that. They must watch the uh, last minute of the Miracle on Grass when the Lions oh, went from coast yeah, to coast. Yeah, exactly. 30 seconds. Yeah, that's right. Watching the man himself. But I think um, I think the thing that's interesting is they've done it seven times. So there's no denying it mm. now that they've done it this year seven times. It's becoming statistically significant. Yeah, exactly. So you have to pay attention to what they've done. But look... The Cats, to pluck a pick 66 like Menegola out mm. and turn him into a bona fide superstar, he was incredible. He was mm. in and under. He, he was hard game, at it. Didn't he? Yeah. You know? And that's what the depth of that side is scary. It's depth. Yeah. They don't have... Um, I mean, obviously, they've got danger. Yeah. Uh, but you look at the Hawks and they've probably got bigger names, but yeah. then the depth of that cat squad is just... Oh, like Lincoln, over the, Lincoln McCarthy had one of his best games. Yeah. All over the whole pop. back line. Oh, oh. Back got, sensational. Henderson sat out. Yeah, you know, like he's he was a pillar to yeah. all this. No Mitch Clark either. Oh. Yeah, crazy. Just Stanley getting the job done. Crazy. I yeah. thought it was an incredible win, and um, you know, like had it gone the other way, it would have felt unjust because I did think the Cats were the better side. Mm. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, Danger and Selwood, what can't they do? Will they go all the way, boys? That's the question we're getting asked a lot well, they're on in Facebook. The, they're in the front seat now. I mean, you get the week off, you get the home prelim. Obviously, it's at the G, but um, they could get Sydney. Oh, it's Sydney or Adelaide. I think they've yeah. shown that they can handle intensity. Like, I thought the Hawks coming in pretty hard, both mm. physically and mentally, and that they handled that and they got the W. So, mm. like, Mitchell, Hodge, Lewis, they were hard at the whole game, and they, they, they weathered that and they, they got the W. So, mm. they've proven that they can do that, so... So we talked about two games, boys. Uh, obviously, the Dogs and the Hawks now play each other. What are we thinking? Oh, you'd be going Ooh. all in on the Hawks, wouldn't you? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Deep to the house. Yeah. I think the Dogs is kind of one of those things where that their final was... Oh, exactly. They best. played their grand final they last week. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And How it, often do you see it? They yeah. played their grand final week. Huge win and the backing up's just too hard. It's like Brisbane Lions and they did Especially Carlton. coming all the yeah. way back from mm. Perth. Exactly. You got, you've got to travel. So, yeah. um, Hawks didn't have to. They played yeah. Melbourne last week. Um, and the next man out, they got um, uh, who went out for injury? Um, Lin Jong's out, so Lin Jong, you yeah. know, they've gone from sort of uh, an okay player. They'll go down the ranks. They've got like three rookies to choose from to yeah. replace him. So you know, Jong was crying like a little schoolgirl, wasn't he? Because I think he knew he was like, I'm going to Collingwood. Yeah. So he had that face of like, oh, this is my last game for the dog. <laughs> yeah, it's upsetting too, especially when you're about to you know win a final and you know your season's still continuing. And you can't be a part of it anymore. It's probably- yeah. Probably pretty tough to take. How about Matthew Boyd not having a contract? Very interesting. Crazy. All Australian. He doesn't want to talk about it, though. Well, he's like, yeah, don't distract me. Yeah. I'm here to play finals. But I think that's a bit of PR as well. I think he's trying to look after his, his own thing. But uh, well, Surely they'd give him another year. Well, maybe hope, once, maybe once too. He's been like one of their best players, yeah. surely. Well, like, they don't just give away all Australians. Yeah. He, he kept uh, Heath Grundy out of the all Australian back line. Mm. So, you know, you've got all these players. Yeah, it might be one of those deals where the veteran wants two or three and they're only willing to give yeah, up one. Yeah. Seeing no, that with. Um, but he said he was happy with one. I, I have no idea. I have no yeah. understanding of what it is. They apparently haven't even put one forward. Mm. So, really, he's, he's awkwardly placed. He's on 272 games. So, even next year. He won't make three hundred. Mm. So it'd be interesting to see what his psyche was around that. Yeah. No, no chance of moving, you don't reckon? Couldn't nah. see him moving. Surely no, not. Not off, not off an all Australian year, but yeah. I mean, the carrot has been going to be dangled. I mean, if you're a Brisbane Lions fan, you want them to be doing it. You want Gold Coast to be doing it. Oh, yeah. You want all these clubs to have a sniff to go get a quality user off the back <laughs> flank. Yeah. So no, I don't think he'll move. Actually, yeah. we don't want him. We've got about fifteen half back. Yeah, flankers. we don't need him. Yeah, exactly. We oh. put him back in the engine. Yeah, room. we could Actually, just throw him in the midfield. Yeah, yeah. Can it. you play full forward? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Love you, Shaki. That's right. That's right. But uh, it was interesting to hear uh, the difference in 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 the tones. Because, of, because obviously um, we had uh, Wells was in the media today. Joel. Yes. Yeah, Did you see the? Brayshaw. Oh, Brayshaw. Nah, bad move. I reckon. If I'm Wells, I'm going. Don't fucking call me out in public. I'm well, going to fucking Collingwood. Well, he wants to be. Sorry, swearing so much he wants to be no, Wells <laughs> he wants to be Wells paid you know yeah he does oh, that's, that's what Brayshaw said he said he's been Wells looked after yeah exactly yeah. so no I, I mean as I said to Timo he's played 4% but the, not this year the last 3 years mm. 4% of games so they've said alright look we've paid you at all Australian rate mm-hmm. So pay your dues. Mm. He's had a good year. He's yeah. first half of the year, I think he was better because his fantasy was so good. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, still, was. He, good. he had a good year, but he still struggled with injury. Yeah. Like, he was in and out of that squad. Yeah, he yeah. Didn't get 22 games, that's yeah. for sure. So, no I'd be disappointed as well if I was a North yeah. fan. But what I was saying to Timo is the second that the media gets a hold of it, uh, the fans all start being like, well, yeah, fuck you, and we stood by you, and all this. And he kind of goes, well, you've already executed me. I might yeah. as well walk out now. Yeah. Anyway, it creates a bit of a problem for the club. Yeah. 
So Especially when, like, you know, I assume Collingwood's thrown a shitload of money at him because Buckley came out and said we're chasing senior players. About 200 more. Yeah. Um, and then he goes, well, you know, I, the, I, the finish line is now in sight. Let's just make as much money as I can before I call it quits. I was saying it again. We were talking about it before, but I was talking to Timo about the uh, the situation at Collingwood now is a funny one. So Buckley on the record has said, hey, I need to make finals next year. Yeah. He's recruiting all of a sudden. Very different. So mm-hmm. his recruiting isn't a James Aish at 20. His recruiting is now a uh, Daniel Wells at 31. Mm. Uh, Lin Jong's a bit older. He's not quite as old as, as so well. Like Twenty three you know. or something. So I I kind of find this funny when you've got a, a coach under genuine pressure and putting that pressure on themselves. Yeah. It's like Leper at the start of the year. The board clearly gave Leper an assurance, say get us till twenty seventeen and let's put the club on its direction. I think this decision's wrong by Collingwood. I reckon they've got a really great nucleus of talent mm. that they're going to need to give. So Wells' the salary would be eight hundred, right? Mm. That's two hundred four times two hundred k bumps to players that they want to keep: Crisp, Aish, Trelaw, Adams, mm. all these young midfielders that they're trying to build together. So I see that Wells' decision is the wrong one, as they can build together as a group over an extended period in the future. Mm. So something that all these clubs need to think about yeah. is recruitment for now or recruitment for success. Well, you'd almost say it's interesting that Collingwood's doing that now because you've almost got like a, uh, a cautionary tale in North Melbourne who did the same strategy two years ago. Picked up Jared Waite, picked up Nick Dalsano, picked up Sean Higgins, picked up someone else. They picked up a whole shitload of insurance recruits because they're about that sort of 6th to 10th kind of side expecting to get bumped up to top four. And now they're sort of wiping the slate clean because it didn't work. And uh, they kind of got egg on their face. And now it sounds like Collingwood's like, well, we'll have give it a crack. Um, and then you listen to guys like Lou Koch and Jordan Lewis and Jared Ruffhead and say, the reason we're so successful, and this is what you hear you know, from the Brisbane guys from 15 years ago, is because we all came up together. Mm. Um, and obviously, Hawthorne's been super lucky with top-up players like Gibson, yeah. Burgoyne, and the Frawley, best, and the best priority picks in history. Yeah, like to get Roughhead and Franklin. Yeah, priority picks. But they only they only topped up when they were third and fourth, and you know yeah. wanted to, wanted a dynasty. They'd already yeah. won an OA. You know they had a nucleus capable of doing that. Collingwood's sort of sitting in what they came twelfth this year, eleventh. And that you know Daniel Wells isn't going to turn you into a top four side in in one preseason. Nope. I wonder if Wells is also at the same time a little bit upset with what's transpired with some of the other guys like the Harvey's yeah, and the could Petries. Be. You know, that might be a driving force. I mean, if if he thinks that's me in two years' yeah. time and they're, they're going to delist me, well, I want some oh, security. It sets a dangerous precedent for how they treat players. Yeah. Well, I mean, moving on to the North Adelaide game, I mean, their best players were Harvey and Del Sano and... Well, they're all playing for their contract. They're all yeah. playing for a next year's... Yeah, yeah that's true. Year. In case anyone... Well, Collingwood's apparently chasing Nicky Dow. Yeah. Um, I don't think Harvey will go around again. Well, it, it would... You know, he, he would have a job forever at North Melbourne mm. if he wanted it. Yeah. If he moves to another club, that gratuity isn't as extended, mm. I don't think. And, he, you know, he's the guy that, like, he talks about all the time. He loves just being around a football club. Mm. He's got assistant coach written all over him. Mm. So, I don't know. I just... I, I think for the sake of a hundred grand as a rookie property contract, you wouldn't get a proper contract. I don't think. You'd no, you just offer him some incentive base. Yeah. You got to play minimum fifteen games or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Exactly, and you know, do all's kick on the weekends and all the other stuff they try and throw in yeah. these deals to get these like figurehead players. But it doesn't make any sense to go around again for Harvey, yeah. as good as he has been. Yeah. I looked at the AFL fans poll; seventy-five percent think he should go around again for mm. another club. Yeah. It's a wrong decision. It's because he still looks good. He still had twenty-five touches yeah. on the weekend. He doesn't yeah. like you look at a Pavlich in his last game and you're like 
he needs to retire. Like, he just can't impact the game anymore. Like, he's so slow and um, gets beaten one-on-one all the time. But Harvey's still okay. But, yeah. you did, you, but they, the problem is they can deteriorate so quickly. Yeah, that is know? true. And he did have a couple of bad games at the end of the season at the wrong time. Mm. And all of a sudden, the pressure came out again. So... Um, I was really disappointed with North. I thought, mm. you know, I thought they'd put up a fight. Mm. And um, the good thing about finals in terms of tipping and things like that is that they are usually quite easy to predict. Quite close. You know, like you expect them to be close mm. and you expect the favourite to win. Mm. That's sort of how finals goes. And on the weekend, you could have said that for about three out of four of the games that it was going to go close and obviously the favourite would probably get up except for the Hawthorne because you don't really know who, who was the favourite mm. there. I think Geelong were technically the favourite. Yeah, exactly. That's a bit of toss of a coin exactly and they've had so many close games over the years so it was just interesting that you'd think you know north on the road they're doing it for the boys last trip together as a group you know heading down to adelaide a fortress hard to play in mm. i thought it would have galvanized them you thought you would have seen a bit more shin bone of spirit yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. and, and push them know, all the way apart from a few of those blokes just diving it's like cunnington is a cannonball hey mm. like he's just an absolute weapon of a bloke mm. on the ball Love Zebel, obviously. He just yeah. goes so hard at it. But they just, they hack it forward and they kind of hope. And mm. if one of the forwards is flat, I mean, Majak shows a bit. You yeah. Know? I think he kicked four. Yeah, he did. You know, yeah. so he's a he's a good bit of promise. And it can, you go, know, well, maybe they should have just had Majak and no Petrie and, mm. and all that kind of stuff with the proper yeah. last year. Yeah, they're probably too tall. I mean, you got Majak, you got Ben Brown. Ben Brown, you got Petrie. Petrie. At Goldstein. points, at points yeah. you've had weight in there as well. You've had four talls. Um, so, yeah, they probably have been too tall. Maybe that is Petrie is the guy to go. Um, he didn't really do too much on the weekend. Crashed a few packs, but yeah, just just a bit off the pace. Um, but it, I think North's one of those teams which has to take a few steps back. That, you know, that's sort of the the message coming out of the club from Brad Scott, which seems to me like he's buying himself some time. Yeah, like he's sort of tempering expectations for next year and being like, actually, probably not going to make finals next year. Just to take some heat off my own job. Prepare yourselves that we're going to cut some, you know, older guys play some youth, and then try and reset again. Reports are Brisbane Lions after him. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm. I don't know. Like I, For me, I think I was telling you guys, you want a coach that's had the ticket to the promised land. I think what I mean by that is a coach that's won a premiership, even Ruzi, right? One premiership, right? Won one premiership. Mm. Never, ne- not not four, not mm. Clarko, but people talk about like Ruz, like he used Alistair Clarkson. Mm. And yeah, but it's so hard to get a coach with premiership experience no, exactly. that isn't like an old man. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is, is that they go into clubs and they can do these resets because they know what a premiership looks like. Mm. So, you know, 2005 that was, and he was still Melbourne saviour. Mm. So yeah. I just think it, and, and this is what I was saying to you guys off air about Choco Williams, you know, someone that's gotten to the promised land mm. and shown people how to get there, mm. people are more likely to follow them. Well, it's like yeah. a fitness instructor. You don't want a fat oh, fitness absolutely. instructor. You want you want someone that's ripped and been there and knows how it works. That's absolutely. what you want. That's why it? I was a terrible personal trainer. Too. <laughs> I was like a prisoner of war. They wanted nothing to do with me. No, it's, it's you're exactly right. You want aspiration yeah. in the person that leads you. Yeah, and um, that's why I think these premiership coaches like that's what you have to have. Yeah. I I think for a team like us, who the reports are very young, culture could probably be improved. Players are probably a little bit. Uh, I don't know, inflated self-worth, so yeah, to speak. Absolutely. Um, Ego-driven, and they, yeah. they also, the players feel let down at the moment. Yeah. You know? I mean, are we happy with an assistant coach that's been in the promise there, not as head coach, being an assistant if like, they brought, like a Brendan Bolton, would we be happy with that as head coach, something similar to that? Um, what do you mean? 
As in, like, would we would we accept a coach that's visualised and been part of a premiership group? As oh, actually yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which would eliminate so, so you're like talking, a favourite like John Barker. So you're talking like Fagan? Yeah. Who's the director of coaching? coaching. Director so of coaching? that's what my point is. At if if, if, yeah, if yeah, you like don't that, yeah. get a coach that's had premiership experience, whether as assistant or as a head coach, you have to get a director of football that's had premiership mm. experience. Yeah. If, uh, like, I just think he comes from a culture of success and he's going to bring that over. So I'm all for that. Yeah. Culture breeds culture. I don't, want John, I don't want John Barker. No. It's from Carlton. Don't want Johnny Barker. Absolutely not. So, yeah. Anyway, that's just how it goes. The other, the other game was, we have got one more. Yeah. We've got to tick off. And, it was cracking game. It was so good to watch. Yeah. I absolutely love this game. Giants and the Swannies yep. boys. And uh, geez, it's nice. Like as our second team, mm. and that we have said that a few times. Mm. And obviously, love the Giants. Obviously, obviously the Giants. We played to that a bit. That's Lo- how we got Tom Scully on yeah, the show. Love our boy Scully. But how good was he? Oh, that uh, he basically kicked the sealer in the, oh. in the th- third quarter, last quarter. Yeah. Um, just he kicked about a, a bullet from about forty meters out. Uh, put them up by about forty, and it was all over. And you know, I was really, was really proud of Skulldog. Skulldog millionaire. He's yeah. a he's a gun. And, the Giants uh, were just relentless. Oh. You were waiting because you know they got up by 12, 18, up by about twenty. Waiting They're, for the Swans. You're to just waiting it. for the Swans to sort of you know come back and you know turn the screws. And the Giants were just relentless, fast, yeah. powerful, intense, hard at it. Well, not I, afraid to rough it up. I went Giants one to thirty nine, mm. so I'm like has to be under thirty nine. You almost. Almost lost oh, it. No. What and they man, by 36? It, it, was, it was, yeah, it was the worst two minutes of my life, yeah. that last part, because I was like, never in my wildest dreams. Did, did you think I they'd be this. over 39? Yeah, I was yeah. like, man, I never thought, and then I was saying it to, to Lise, like, I talked myself out of it 10 times before the game started. I was like, Hanbury, Jack, Parker, <laughs> Franklin, you know, Brampy, Grundy. I was like, we're done, you know, I'm done, I've lost it, I've lost it all, you know. And it's just hilarious because the Giants have got all equal, if not better, mm. on that list. And you look at how good Phil Davis has become mm. and how good Devin Smith played, who's been a fringe player for them over the last three years. Mm. They're incredible. Yeah. Shield, all those All guys. their players had good games. You know, Toby Green had a good game. Yeah. Callan Ward you know, had a good game. He kicked 46 goals this year. He's yeah. incredible. He's a little strange. Yeah. Um, I love the Toby Green. Um, it's not strike face after a goal. It's like exhausted, <laughs> but like, compl- like happy face. Uh, just have a look. Next time he kicks a goal. He puts his weird face on, which I'm quite a fan of. Got a question. Did GWS play their grand final? Uh, uh, Is it similar to the Bulldogs? I'm I'm tipping them for the loss they have to have in the prelim. Could be the case, because they'll come up against Hawthorne. Yeah. And that's the sort of, you know, the traditional young plucky upstart versus the old dog kind of match-up. And um, where will they play that? ANZ? No, the prelim's at, at Spotless. That's spotless. It's confirmed. Like 18,000 yeah, people. 24,000 people. Yeah, it's, people are going to be it's hanging confirmed. from the Well, they said, they said that they expect they expect 4,000 Hawks fans to travel, um, mm. obviously, if the Hawks win. Yeah. Um, but they're like, a average attendance, uh, the membership for GWS is 18,000. And they think that, yeah, of the Hawthorne members that will be eligible for tickets, 4,000 will travel. So they yeah. think they can accommodate it for 24,000. Yeah. Imagine how nuts it's going to be there. Yeah. yeah. Be intense. Jesus. Um, look, if GWS can wither the mental game, I reckon. I'm assuming they're going to play Hawthorne. I don't know. I, I, I predict they will. Um, but I think it's going to be a big mental battle not to get overwhelmed, especially playing against Hawthorne, who are brash, who are cocky, who's going to trash talk, who's going to rough them up. And they did so well against Sydney. Uh, I hope they can do it. But maybe be onto something there, Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think it's they've they got to have the loss. They've got to have most, that big monumental most loss. Most teams have got to have that loss. Yeah. But then some teams have that loss and they never come back. Like Port. The Sanderson Crows, the yeah. um, Port two years ago. Yeah. 
Um, they get so close to a granny and you go, well, they're a sh- sure thing for next year and then they just never come back. I just feel like with the amount of depth that they've got in the twos. Yeah. They, well, yeah. they just won the Nifel Grand Final. Yeah, exactly. And the, the Giants played the Swans. Yeah. So and look at I don't know what the Suns and the Lions are doing. Look at what the uh, the trade picks that they're going to get for these trades in the offseason, the mm. March Banks, the Steels, all these guys. There's going to be some big picks coming in. Well, they've in. got Collingwood's first round pick because oh, of Trelaw. So know. they've got like pick six. Yeah out of control yeah Yeah. in the future for GWS well I mean you just you'd go and try and pick you'd take your first two round first round picks your two of them and you'd go and shop for the best player in the comp yeah Yeah, you could I'd just go and top my list up with the best player available Mm. and get some serious depth going yeah they don't have it no but but just like you know like I was saying about you know a player like that lifts your side that makes you walk taller when they're in your side and go and get like go and try and steal one from their crosstown rivals and just put the wind up the competition I Mm. think and well what will happen now is um, because of the free agency and if GWS are a team that's going to be up in the top two or three for the next few years they'll naturally get veterans who want to come and win a premiership just like Hawthorne do every year you know people go or I could go to Brisbane, or go to Hawthorne, win a flag for a retire. But the funniest part is Hawthorne take like David Hale and Tyrone Vickery now, and yeah. all, and you're like you you make they almost David Hale was them. an interesting one, and man, he was a gun. Three premierships, yeah. and he kicked so many goals in yeah. finals. I just remember his ugly head on TV <laughs> all the time, kicking yeah. goals when it mattered. It Brian Lake got like basically delisted by the dogs and he wanted Norm Norm Smith Smith. yeah and he like he should have gone around again like he was incredible that last grand final so yeah well um, I'm assuming you guys have seen Cloak says he wants to go to the dogs yeah Um, you know I guess a big forward is what they need but well they don't have a big forward they've got Tory Dixon who's bloody accurate yeah but he's small forward deadly accurate mid-sized forward and and Stringer is Mid-size so, yeah, mid size forward. Um, mid size. Well, they're starting to throw him in the middle. Yeah. So he's probably going to push up even more. They got Tom Boyd, but jury's still out. Well, well, Tom Boyd's almost like because I reckon Beveridge is just an ass. Like he'd be so tough if you're out of favour. Mm. He's basically like ruck or die. Mm. And he's <laughs> made, ruck, <laughs> ruck or die. <laughs> he's he's basically said to Boyd, "You need to act like a hundred thousand dollar a year player." And mm. you watch how much time he spends in the ruck. It's a lot. It's mm. Significant for a yeah. guy that probably is going to be the key forward of the next ten years. Yeah. So it's just interesting, like watching yeah. it all play out. I'm glad we don't throw Shaqie and Hibbert in the ruck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What about um? How about Tippett? Hey, come straight back oh, in. Brutal. How tough is Tippett? Like. Yeah. I just love the way he goes about it. I, I love meeting. I think I told you I met him in person. Yeah, Lovely I've seen the bloke. photo. He's a fucking giant. He's a giant of a human being. Yeah. And uh, comes back and just broken jaw and straight up. What a legend though! Like I just love that he's been out for like eight weeks. Mm. Straight back in, looked match fit, mm. and good to go. Uh, yeah. What do you reckon about Mumford's tackle? Because he does that a lot. He grabs both arms, and it's not a sling tackle. But he kind of drives them into the ground. But how else are you not meant to get injured when you get attacked by an apartment block? Yeah, that's like, true. The yeah, guy, the, big man. The guy is Huge. 10 stories tall and wide. Mm. He's, yeah, like, I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. But Sandy's been doing that for 20 years. Like, you yeah, know. Sandy's, I don't know, Mumford's just so aggressive. Yeah, yeah it's terrifying. There's a difference in the aggressiveness. Yeah. Mumford, two. you know, some players go back against their old team. 
And Mumford is just such a white lion fever guy that mm. I actually thought he hated Sydney. Like, I believe that he hated all of his old teammates. Mm. And it's just funny. Some players just get like like a BJ, like a Brendan Goddard. Like, oh, they're so psychopathic mm. that they're just like, I want blood. Yeah. And that's what I saw of Mumford. Yeah, but Mumford's capable of drawing blood. Yeah. BJ doesn't yeah. get involved. He just, yeah. he just draws blood when the stud gets him in the chin and he takes mark of the year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Such yeah. a specific reference. <laughs> I was like, I'll get there eventually. Anyway, uh, yeah, so going forward, we've got, uh, yeah, as you said. So we've talked um, Hawks dogs. We were all on the Hawks. Hawks dogs. Then we've got Crows swans at the SCG. Yeah. So it's, swans are beaten up. Yeah, but they'll, it'll be it'll be Hawks and Swans for me. I mean, they'll both get their redemption. Mm. Um, I mean, history says that one of them will probably drop out of the losing top two, uh, top four teams. But I mean, Swans won the minor premiership, so mm. they're a good side. They know what it takes. You've got mm. three teams that finish on sixty-eight points. Well, they're going to have no tippet. Yeah. Um, oh, look, maybe, maybe, surely not. Touching wood. They. Said, I was reading an article. Mm. There was speculation, mm. but it was not as bad as first thought. Mm. Wants to play. So, doctors call that Maybe one. no tippet. No Do- Mills. Yeah. Oh, so unlucky for Mills. So, such a great year. And to Ping, play all the games. Pings his hammy in the eliminate qualifying final. Uh, JJK. No, JPK, sorry. JPK. He's got to go through concussion protocols. Clearance even though they let him play. I couldn't believe he came back on. He was groggy. It was the first one I've seen in a long time that sort of genuine groggy. Yeah, was. it was like the Hamish Hartler one, which yeah, Paul got a horrific right. fine from. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if AFL goes hands off there. Well, he was off for a while, so yeah. that's the thing that will save him. Hartlett seemed like he was back on in minutes. Yeah. But I, I went, when I say it was the first time I've seen it, it's the difference in the time that they spent off the field. Mm. So Hartlett came on way too soon. Everyone could identify that. With JPK, I was like, hang on. Yeah. He's taken the full protocol. He yeah. must be right. It was mainly that, that um, scene where after he got knocked out, he went to sit back up and just fell straight back down. Yeah. And then you go, okay, yeah, he's... He's concussed, and then the doctor was like, "He was just groggy." Yeah. So it's I, interesting. I can't remember what it was. I saw something the other day, and um, it was like concussion testing. Mm. And the guy goes, "All right, man, what day is it?" He's like, "Saturday." He's like, "All right, what time is it?" He's like, "I don't know." Like, but he, <laughs> he genuinely like, "I don't know what the time is." Most of the time, yeah. as well, you know. Like, yeah. you can see him, and he's like. No, 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 but seriously, I'm not concussed. Like, I just don't know. Like, like, what's my mother's name? Yeah. I don't know. I've never met you before. <laughs> exactly. This guy's called it a concussed. <laughs> exactly. It was just so bizarre. So, yeah, well, yeah. Franklin's got to get up, right? He's got to play harder than he did. Like, Well, he played well. He just played too high the ground to impact the... Well, 20 touches, right? Yeah, too many to touch. impact the, the scoreboard. And the problem with the Swans is they couldn't kick goals. Yeah. Um, so, and the, the other issue is when he got traded there, it was like an embarrassment of riches. Him... Tippett and Sam Reed. Now he's it's a one man show and he's got no support. Um, so they're going to have to figure that out because the one thing about Adelaide is they can kick a lot of goals. Um, so if they turn it into a shootout, I don't know if the Swans have the points. I just think that Adelaide are, they're just young. They just they got some stuff in them where I go, you're a bit young, you mm. know. Like they look at the names in the back line, they're a bit untested. A lot of them under fifty games. You know, with the Giants, like their third, fourth year of the build, mm. and a lot of them push past the 50-game mark, and I think that's a huge plus. And then you've got some really nice talent to support them, and mm. they've had mentors all the way through. But, yeah. I mean, look, Tali's got the challenge of his life. He'll be watching the tape of what Phil Davis did mm. to uh, analyse that and get it right. Mm. I think Adelaide will put up a hell of a fight, mm. but uh, I think their time is done this year around, and um, you expect them to come back bigger and better last year. So than you think year. Rampy goes to Tex? Grundy on Jenkins? Yeah, don't know. I, I really yeah. don't know how they'll line up. Um, Rampy, 
because he's he's vice captain that side, and you watch how influential he is of those players and how much he demands mm. from them. I was really shaken back in the week because I always thought he was just sort of a standoffish player, get a heap of ball, all that kind of. He's a really physical player, but he's also a big presence on the mm. field. So yeah, who was uh, like really really good for a final? Aliyah, Aliyah. Oh yeah, uh, the run and carry, yeah, and... It's like five intercept marks, run and carry. You know, it's only his like twelfth game. He's playing in the final in front of like you know. 60,000 people, so composed. Yeah, no, he looks so good. I thought he, I thought he did really well. Um, apparently, they reckon Laidler will come in for Mills, and I know you hate Laidler, but um, he's going to have to play. Maybe he'll play on Jenkins, or maybe he'll get Tom Lynch. Yeah, well, they've ladled up the last bit of soup. It's always the worst part, too. So they've gone right down the, the, uh, the bottom. <laughs> they've gone right down the bottom and got the worst part. Look, Laidler's a, a journeyman, mm. so at least he's got some AFL experience, and yeah. they'll, they'll be doing the same as what Hawthorne does, mm. next man up. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, if they if they shut down the midfield, then forwards won't be a problem. So mm. that's where the battle will be won. Yeah. So anyway, Hanbury, all those boys need to step up and get it done. Another week, boys. We don't have any fantasy because fantasy's done. Yeah. We don't have Christ. any uh, that mighty jungle nonsense going on. So we're well, uh, we're free. The Lions boys are in Queenstown, and so are we mentally. That's right. That's right. But uh, to everyone that tuned in for the last mighty jungle, thanks for helping us break a record. It was our highest ever listens for the mighty jungle, yeah. and not a bad way to finish on the uh, season finale. So you've also heard tonight. We actually haven't even referenced the big man's not with us, but Big Ash Boyd. Yeah. He'll be back at uh, some stage. We hope next week. He's uh, had some work commitments. We'll put Brack it's managed but uh, he's, yep. lo- he's looking forward to coming back from his spell um, we've missed his, uh, his his different views on life and that's for sure but yep. he'll be back to uh, give us that before the end we're going to go right through uh, you're saying recap but we're saying previews so we'll see what happens you, with that you've got to wrap up the season boys surely we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be there for our preview week of grand final yeah. and we'll flip a coin in the last week to yeah. see what happens but uh, we have enjoyed this and bring it to you guys if you haven't already and I'm sure you have but jump over to facebook.com forward slash notorious podcast is where you find us thanks for everyone that messaged us in the week off as well and just check in with us we do appreciate that because it's always nice to hear from the people that listen every week so appreciate those guys doing that and to everyone that listens around the world we appreciate it so much we'll see you next time on the notorious podcast we'll see you next week bye for now